Blessed is the one who reads, hears, and heeds the words of prophecy which are written in this book. Welcome to the Gospel According to with Brian and Mike, a conversation designed to explore what makes the gospel good news in various books and topics of the Bible. On today's episode, Ryan and Mike will begin to explore Revelation. This is a book that inspires either intimidation or obsession, so it's either avoided or misread. So why should you read Revelation? Ryan and Mike will offer you a few reasons that you should read Revelation. Unfortunately, they won't teach you how to predict the end times. Okay, Mike, so let's talk about the gospel according to Revelation. So... Before we get into Revelation, let's just talk again about what the gospel is. So whenever we talk about the word gospel, we talked about this last time, but there's so many different ideas about what it is. But if you go back to Isaiah 52, verse 7, we see the simple statement, your God reigns, is the message of the good news. Now, you gave us a bit more detail last time. Just remind us, why is the reign of God good news? Because it means that all the, the evil, all the suffering, all the loss, all the things that have corrupted and wreaked havoc in the world, in our own lives, in our own hearts, all those things are being taken away, being overcome, and that God is, uh, as a good God, as a great king, as a, as a king who's, who's marked by love and justice— He's bringing in actual justice. He's bringing in peace. He's bringing in salvation. His reign is one of love. And so um, it's good news because it's him who's the king. Um, we're, we're used to uh, tyrannical monarchies, um, but God is the ultimate king, one of love. And so that's why it's good news. Absolutely. And you go through the whole Bible, you go through the Old Testament, and you see all of the events leading up to the revelation of God's reign. You go through the New Testament, the unveiling of the reign of God. And in particular, you and I are going to start talking about the gospel in the book of Revelation, because we see the reign of God really come to a climax and a pinnacle in the book of Revelation. So let's talk about a very simple but a very important question. Why read the book of Revelation? Why read the book of Revelation? So I'm going to start with a story here. A few years ago, I was opening a conversation with a few of my brothers and sisters at the congregation here about books and topics that we should study for this coming year. And one of my good friends said, let's study Revelation. I could immediately see the fear in people's eyes whenever he said that. There had been one older brother here that had taught Revelation a few years ago a couple of times. Other than that, most had not even read the book of Revelation. And, and I came to see that Revelation is a book that even by its mention scares people so much that either you have people that avoid it completely and have no clue what it's about or people that are so obsessed with it that they're, that they're really trying to predict the weather by it. And... I don't think either of those is really the good news in the book of Revelation. So this is a book we have both spent a lot of in a, t a lot of time with the last few years. But I want to ask you, why should we read the book of Revelation? Great, great question. Um, I love making a case for Revelation. So uh, I'll, I'll start with a, a quote by a recent commentator. Um, listen to this and listen to the case he makes in his opening paragraph to the book. He says, 
The book of Revelation is the most remarkable text you will ever read. Setting aside any claims that we might want to make about it as a result of its being part of the canonical scriptures of the Christian faith, it is one of the most extraordinary pieces of literature ever written by a human being, and it ought to feature in any university course on world literature. Its engagement with the canonical Old Testament scriptures, its use of contemporary first century culture and mythology, its elaborate structure and multiple echoes, interweaving, repetition, and development of themes, its extraordinarily sophisticated use of numerology in three different ways, and the sheer power of its rhetoric and impact of its imagery, all of these make it a remarkable and endlessly fascinating text. Outside of the Christian scriptures, there is really nothing in all of human literature to compare with it. All right, so that's just one commentator, one biblical scholar making an argument for Revelation just as a masterful literary work. Okay, but let's get down to what matters most. Okay, so let's unpack that a little bit. So what he's – because that's a huge quote. That's a huge quote. Sure, yeah. Tell me that in your own words. What, why, why is he claiming we should read Revelation? Um, in, the, in the same way that, that Shakespeare has a lot of layers and depths and can really stir up our minds and our imaginations and our hearts just as a piece of good literature or Pride and Prejudice or whatever, oh, whatever like classic – yeah, well, whatever. Surely I, you can do better. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Harry Potter. I, I won't go there. But go yeah, let's stick with Harry Potter. But yeah, in, in the same way, any good piece of literature can impact us in positive ways, and you can analyze it and break it down, and you know, just praise it. He's saying Revelation is um, the top of the list. Yeah, and you know, I think that's where Revelation has to be seen as a beautiful piece of literature. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's not this dark ravine that's just waiting to engulf us, but it yeah. is this beautiful country with just mountaintops and valleys and, and just just so mm-hmm. many beauties that we have to take in. And if we don't read Revelation and get that sense of beauty in the book, we're probably not reading it right. But yeah, there's also absolutely. some other reasons we should read Revelation. Why else? Why else should we read Revelation? Yeah. Yeah, I, st- I start with that quote just to sort of set the, the, the baseline and saying just from this angle, it's, it's praiseworthy. That doesn't mean most Christians are going to read it in the same reason most Christians don't read Shakespeare or fill in the blank with whatever classic literature you, you want, including myself there, right? right. But, but what I want to get to is Revelation as Scripture. Uh, and, and as Scripture, Revelation at, at least as much, if not more than any other book, has the power to transform our imaginations for the kingdom of God and even more inspire world-changing allegiance to the slain, risen, and reigning lamb. And so I would say, in short, Revelation is nothing less than the very gospel of King Jesus, but it's proclaimed to us and portrayed to us not in the version that you'd see in Acts where a herald's going out announcing the reign of Christ, but it's proclaimed to us and portrayed to us in a sequence of visions, a vivid, unfolding, multi-sensory cosmic drama in which we see the kingdom of the world become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. And that's why I would say we read Revelation. Yes, and you know, that analogy you made to the book of Acts I think is very helpful 
because if, if you were to ask many Christians what book of the New Testament we should read about the kingdom, Acts would probably be at the top of many people's list. I'm not taking sure. away from Acts. And it's a great book, right? Yeah. But I think what you see happen in Acts is you see the unraveling of the kingdom on earth by means of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. The Spirit is the main player in the book of Acts, and it's all about what goes on in the churches and through the mouths of the disciples and the apostles and the early Christians, Mm -hmm. all here on earth. Revelation, on the other hand, is the unveiling of the gospel in heaven. And so Mm -hmm. there is this greater mystery, perhaps, even, that's being unveiled in Revelation because we're seeing the kingdom of God come in earth and in heaven. And, and that's, that's really right. the, the full view of Revelation, is it's bringing about mm-hmm. that allegiance to us as kingdom citizens. But yeah. let's be real here. Revelation is a beautiful book. It's an inspiring book, but it's also really difficult. What makes Revelation Absolutely. so difficult for people to read? Well, it's, it's using... Uh, a style of writing, language, symbols, all sorts of things that that are just foreign to us. Um, w- you know, uh, we don't have uh, often categories for the same kinds of things that we're seeing in Revelation. The closest thing we could think of would be sci-fi. Uh, maybe something like Lord of the Rings would be help- a helpful bridge for us because Tolkien was so inspired by Revelation and some of those those images. Um, but, but, uh, yeah, just the, the language, the symbolism and understanding that the, the symbols and images themselves are so rooted in the law and the prophets and the writings, what we call our old Testament. Um, and, and many aren't as familiar with those prophecies, those visions, those promises, those stories, uh, as we are some, some of the instructions of Paul or some of the stories in the gospels. Um, and so all you know, for all those reasons and more, um, Revelation is extra challenging. And and there's also um, a whole current of weird teaching and, you know, uh, its own yeah. kind of mythology associated with it that, yes. that yeah, that, that we have to kind of battle against. And so that, that makes it challenging as well. Yeah, you know, the analogy that I've used here is reading Revelation for me is like eating kale. You know, I knew kale mm. was good for me. And I knew that it would nourish me. But whenever I first had kale a few years ago, I hated the taste of it. It was bitter. It was nasty. I hated it. But then I learned that you can make kale chips, toss them in a little olive oil, toss them in the oven, and it loses the bitterness. And it, it's, it's savory. It's salty. It's, 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 it's so good. But then it gets into your system, and it's good for you. It nourishes you. Until I knew how to prepare kale, I knew it was good for me, but I didn't really like the taste of it going down. I think that's how Revelation mm-hmm. likewise is. It's good for now us you're setting, because – go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just saying you're setting me up to, to challenge the metaphor a little bit. Um, imagine eating steak raw. Like, you you know, here's this this beautiful one-inch cut ribeye, and you, you, like, sit and chew into it. Like, there could be some nourishment there, but you're not going to enjoy it. Now you you – throw it on a piping hot charcoal grill two minutes on each side after you've put it in salt and pepper, and then you run a steak knife through it after it's rested for four or five minutes, Absolutely. and it's like butter. Um, so that is probably more like Revelation than kale. Come on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> much no, more. No, just, it just, is. It's meat of the word. That's where you're going, right? Yeah, it's sure. meat of the yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. and I think, you know, whether whether we see Revelation as kale or whether we see it as a, as a filet mignon, um, 
Yeah. It's, it's showing us there revelation has to be prepared and consumed with the right tools and in the right way, yeah. or we just yeah. don't know how to, to taste it. It feels really yeah. weird going down. And if you don't read mm-hmm. Revelation with the proper context, which we're going to go into in further conversations, we're going to try yeah. to talk through some just essential tools to equip, then you're not going to understand the goodness of that news. You're not going to understand Absolutely. how good it is for you. All you see is this is really weird. It tastes really bad, and I have no yeah. idea how to get this down. So exactly. Revelation yeah, Mike provides us a threefold blessing. And you pointed this out to me. Go ahead. Before we talk about the blessing, go ahead. I, that's okay. I was just going to say, your kale metaphor was was good. I don't want to knock that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I much prefer steak for the record. So I'm not, okay. I'm not a vegetarian. I much prefer steak. So let's talk about the threefold blessing. You pointed this out to me a thank while you. ago, and I love this. Let's talk about the threefold blessing in Revelation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's, let's open up to Revelation 1, and uh, just to get a little bit of an entry point in, we'll read the first three verses and then see this this beautiful blessing statement in verse three. So you want to you read that for us? Do you have it? Sure. Yeah, Revelation 1 verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants the things that must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. All right, so we'll zoom in for now just on verse 3, and you'll see this, this statement, blessed are, or blessed is, and, and we're familiar with those in the Bible. We see these, what you know, many call Beatitudes in the Psalms, in the Proverbs, most famously Jesus' own Beatitudes in the Sermon on the Mount, and there are seven of these in, in Revelation. Um, the phrase can be blessed or happy or flourishing is the idea here. But it's this assurance, this promise of, of flourishing. And so who is the flourishing one? Well, when it comes to Revelation, um, points out three things. The one who reads, the one who hears, and the one who heeds the things written in this book for the time is near. I want to unpack all three of these things to help us because this is, this is a really helpful entry point into the book. So the, the first, um, flourishing is the one who reads the things written in this book. Um, understanding just right off the bat, Revelation is meant to be read. Um, don't just read books about Revelation. Read Revelation. Yeah. Don't just listen. And if I could also, to, well, the ESV yeah, translates sure. this, blessed is the one who reads aloud. And that's closer to the original mm, idea here. Yeah. There's also, I think, Absolutely. a blessing that comes from orally proclaiming the words of Revelation. Amen. And I think there's a lot Absolutely. more power in that than even reading silently what's going on. Very good. Yeah, that that's yeah, that's so good because you know. So part of this reading is is the idea that okay, we're not getting bogged down in details. Um, we're not we're not just like stuck on a few things. That we're reading it. We're taking in the whole sweeping drama as it unfolds. And there's a power just in that. Like if if you just read Revelation, forget all the background of the symbols and the, the meaning of the symbols that we'll, we'll be able to see in the law and the prophets and the writings and, and, and all those kinds of things. If you just read Revelation, you'll get a sense of the message, right? You'll, you'll, you'll be overwhelmed with the sense of God's power, God's holiness, God's victory, God's kingdom coming, 
there'll be a lot that's confusing that you don't understand, but you'll get so much of it just simply by reading it. And that's, um, can't commend that strongly enough, reading it, reading it aloud in a way that takes in the whole vision. Sure. So we have to read, we have to read it aloud. What else do we have to do? All right. Notice the next one he says, and those who who hear the words of this prophecy. And uh, the, the idea here that, that revelation is meant to be understood, right? Hearing here, hearing in the prophets is the idea of, of, of taking it into your heart, taking it into your mind in a way that you understand it. So revelation is meant to be understood. That means you can understand it. Um, and that means that there's a right way to interpret it. Um, we, there may be some things that we don't understand. There may be some questions that we still have. But the idea is that we can hear Revelation. We can understanding it. Reading's the first step, as we've said. Reading in the right context is the next step. And we'll talk more about that right context in, in uh, later episodes. Um, but, but for now, just uh, appreciating the fact that Revelation can and is meant to be understood. And then I need to listen. All right. But then yeah. what else do I need to do? We need to act. It says heed. So the, the blessed is the one who reads, the one who hears, and the one who heeds. Revelation is meant to be obeyed. And, and this um, is so important as well. Um, this book is not intended for fruitless academic exercise. It's not intended for speculation. It's not given so that we can debate dates and speculate interpretation of symbols and act like it's a secret code book that we're going to decipher. This book is life and death. Absolutely. Um, Revelation contains warnings that need to be heeded, contains commands that need to be obeyed. Um, But even more than that, what Revelation is doing, it's flooding our senses with the drama of God's story. His work in in history, yeah. his work to carry out his purpose, and what Revelation is doing is inviting us to enduring allegiance to the Lamb as we share in that story. Absolutely. Um, and and so, just very very pointedly, this book is aimed at the beating heart of our allegiance. Um, if we're not if we're not challenged and inspired to greater endurance and greater allegiance to the Lamb through our study of Revelation, we're doing it wrong. Um, and, and so I can't emphasize that enough. Absolutely, yeah. You know, one verse that goes along with what you just said there comes in the middle of Revelation, Revelation chapter 13, verse 10. At the end of that mm-hmm. verse, it says, here is a call for the endurance and faithfulness of the saints. Yeah. And Absolutely. that's ultimately what Revelation should be bringing about in us. If we are not... Mm-hmm. If we do not have further endurance and we don't have greater faithfulness to our king upon reading and listening and obeying Revelation, we're not reading Revelation properly. Absolutely. Let, let me share one more that's been really inspiring to me over the years. This is from Revelation 12, just one chapter earlier after we see this defeat of the serpent, the, 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 the dragon. Um, it says this, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah has come for the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down. He accuses them before our God day and night. And they overcame him because of the blood of the lamb and because of the word of their testimony. And they did not love their life even when faced with death, right? Like Absolutely. that, then that just hit you in the gut that, that, you know, it's the blood of Jesus. It's the power of the gospel. And it's this allegiance that says, you can kill me. You can do whatever you want to me, but I love 
I love the Lord. I, I always, or I often say, uh, Revelation, reading Revelation makes me feel like I can run through a wall. Um, and it's those kinds of verses, right? Here's the faith of the, and the endurance of the saints. Uh, it, they did not love their life when faced with death, right? It, it's those kinds of things that show us this is what allegiance to the Lamb looks like. This is what following Jesus looks like. And, and Revelation empowers that kind of endurance, that kind of allegiance, that kind of love for, for the Lord. So let me try to bring everything to a close here by doing a quick review. Revelation should be read not only for its literary power, not only for the strength that it gives us, not only for the spiritual endurance that it gives, not only for the the unveiling of the kingdom that it shows, not only for the demonstration of God's power, not only for the faithfulness that it brings, but also to bring about allegiance to the Lamb. And so that, I think, is going to be the way to read Revelation in a way that really listens to the good news of God. Thanks for listening to the Gospel According to podcast. If you have any questions about what you heard today, please send us a voice message. We would really love to hear from you. Next time, Ryan and Mike will be discussing the meaning of the word revelation and how it relates to the theme of the book. Don't miss an episode by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, and for all time, your God reigns. Thank you.